0: Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right. F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Rough Cut Sports Cast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy AJ Johnson and the man below us Aaron, I got to figure out a nickname for you, man. There's got to be some type <laughs> of nickname for you to, now that you're like now that you're family on the show. Like I'm the one and only Vinnie Milani. That was a self-given nickname. Your boy, AJ Johnson, was also a self-given nickname. So we need to figure out a nickname for you. Aaron Mukes, Mr. Sports Uncovered. Mr. What, what's your what's your tag for your thing? I can't remember what it was. What is your tag for Sports Uncovered? Like. This, this, think different. Think I can't, different. Can't. I can't do. There's no nickname that I can. Well, that.
2: Let's think leave it up. Me. Let's let the fans decide. Let's let all the mm. listeners come up with some good nicknames for Aaron or whatever. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> wait a
1: second. We're just missing the most obvious one. I okay, know. it's the one and only Vinny Milani. It's your boy AJ Johnson, and it's A.A. Ron Mukes from Sports and oh I knew it. They they knew kind of
2: it. The easiest one. I, that's I get that every time I go to Starbucks. <laughs>
0: That's why you don't do it. It's too easy. Don't don't Michael Keegan key him. I mean, come on. (laughs) Michael
2: Keegan key him? Is that what you just said?
0: Keegan Michael key. <laughs> I said oh. Mike, Michael Keegan, Keegan wait you said Michael Keegan Keegan no it was not Keegan it was definitely Keegan but I no, can't... it definitely sounded
1: like you said either way we've got I
0: don't a great... care what it sounded like i'm <laughs> telling you what i said
1: <laughs> we've got a great show ahead of us folks though we are talking basketball and I feel slightly more knowledgeable on basketball than we were the last time we were here so I'm making baby steps into your sport that you two love so
2: much basketball, we' are talking and I feel... Go ahead. Wow, was that me? No, was that it? was that was me turning on the show on my phone so I can oh, share it to my page. Oh. And I just I what had a mistake over it. here. We well, you know yeah. in hockey, we, in hockey we
1: have like locker room fines, like for people. So if you if you do something <laughs> funny or you do something wrong, you get fined for it, and it goes into the team jar and it, like pays for something later on in life. And, I don't uh, get paid would,
2: enough here with the rough cut. To, yeah, that to, would be
1: <laughs> a that would be a rough cut fine right there. But like I said, we've got a great show ahead of us. We're talking basketball, the all-star game roster, the starters were just released. We're gonna get into that. We've got some some conversations to get into involving the league. There's a lot of hot topics to get into. But of course, before we get into any of that, AJ's got to load up his fingers. He's got to get focused here. We had a tough time to start the show. AJ sounded like a 40-year-old smoker who's been smoking his entire life before the show even started. But, AJ, you back me. Yeah, you're back now.
0: You're ready. You're getting those fingers loaded up. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I stay ready. Hit me with it. Go ahead, hit that follow at Rough Cut underscore sports on Twitter, over at Facebook at Rough cut Sports, and then run over to the Instagram where all the great graphics are done by our one and only Vinny Milani, the Rough Cut SportsCast. Hit that like, hit that follow, hit that share, hit that subscribe, and then you know what you gotta do, right? You gotta tell somebody. Think of all the people you can tell: your mama, your daddy, your grandmammy, your grandpappy, all of them, immediate sister, brother, cousin, auntie, uncle, all of them. What about it, Vinny? Who would you tell? I mean, I would tell my aunt and I'm my alone. uncle
1: but i actually don't have any i actually I have, I have i have one i have one aunt one of my favorite i have actually have multiple aunts i shouldn't say that. that's a terrible say because if they watch this i would feel terrible but i have one aunt though who is my favorite And if she watches this i should clip this just Aww. for her she is the best but hey some of that popped up at the end of that that i did not get a chance to say we are brought to you by halftime sports collectibles the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs but buddy buddy <laughs> I didn't even know what this was a thing because obviously I'm not that smart at basketball. But the All Star Game rosters, the starters at least, were announced today, and it popped up on my screen. I was like, "Oh, hey, let's do that tonight as we start the show." So let's take a look here at who is the starters for the 2021 All Star Game on the Eastern Conference side. We have Kevin Durant. Oh boy, I'm loading up for this yeah. one. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Something. Something Man, close. That's the worst. So, yeah, okay, that's good. That's good. I'm 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 plus one I'm plus half a point here. Joel <laughs> Embiid, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. That is your Eastern Conference side. And now that we've taken away the first names off of this graphic, I have a little bit harder of a time to remember the first names of these players. LeBron James, Nikolai Yo jo-
2: <laughs> close yeah. enough.
1: Oh man, I'm terrible <laughs> at this. I should have just let AJ do this, but I'm not. Kawhi yeah, Leonard, hey, Gucci. Jeff Curry, and Luka Doncic is the Western Conference side. Guys, guys. First of all, on this list, I should bring it back up. On this list, who's the most deserving AJ?
0: Well, first and foremost, I would like to go ahead before we say that and congratulate the Rough Cut. I don't know if you know this, but our Facebook page has now hit 400 follows. So thank you, all you wonderful fans who have liked and followed, continue to share. I appreciate that. Um, on that list of starters, for me right now – Sorry, I had to do this. Our 400, It's our 400
1: followers drop.
0: I'm about to. <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that. For me, I just gotta do this again. They did just come out and I know the guys, but I wanna be I wanna, so I would say right now the most the most deserving of this role is probably in it can be LeBron every day, every year. I understand that. So I'm not gonna go that route. Uh and, and be, it's having a hell of a season, but I'm gonna say Nikola Jokic and what he's doing as a Denver Nuggets uh centerpiece, no pun intended, as he plays center. It's been nothing short of amazing. The team hasn't been performing the way we expected them to perform coming after that great performance in the bubble last year where they, had, they came back down 3-1 to one twice when most people haven't ever done that in the history of the sport. He's nearly averaging a triple-double if he's not already, I think. And they, they've been losing, and it hasn't been because of him. I heard this stat the other day. Someone said, if Nikola Jokic is scoring 40 points, you're probably losing that game because he doesn't have to do that. What he does is he play makes. He creates chances for everybody else. He gets double-digit rebounds. He can spread out to the perimeter and drop threes on anybody, and his footwork is so beautiful. He's one of the better finesse big men in the league. So if there was one person not named LeBron James on that list that I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Nikola Jokic, the joker.
1: Oh, I could have just said the Joker, and that would have been a great nickname just to go from, from the start, man. Yeah, that but would then be-
0: would you have learned anything? No, because right. I, never,
1: I, I never learn anything, man. I never <laughs> learn anything. From this list, though, Aaron, who do you think is like a snub on this list? Because, I, I mean, to me, I, I, don't, I don't see my boy Julius Randle on here. And, I mean, I might just some- – <laughs> I might get some crap for that, but Julius Randle is the man, and he deserves to be a starter. But that I digress. Aaron, who is the guy that you think should be on this list that's not on this list?
2: Uh, Julius Randle will make the All Star team, so just you hold hold out, wait a week. He'll make he'll make the team there. And I also like what AJ said about the finesse,
0: <laughs> the <Sorry>. finesse
2: <laughs> of Nikolai Jokic. Um, finesse. I, I, I like the way he used that word there. There's a lot of other things that I would have described Nikolai Jokic as finesse. A lot of people call him soft. He just plays with this unathletic <laughs> type of body, but he gets the job done. So I, I was with AJ there, but the biggest snub to me has to be Dame Dollar, Dame Time. I, I think it was close. I mean, obviously, Luka Doncic is is amazing, and he's probably got next in the NBA as far as superstardom, uh, but what Damian Lillard's been able to do has just been, it, its I mean, I think we're going to get into some Damian Lillard talk in a little bit. But I think he was left off of the starting roster. And I think they said, um, I believe on the air on TNT, that it was the fan vote that decided it. So I'm thinking Europeans that went out and voted for Luka Doncic. So that's why it's kind of the whole Yao Ming thing when he was starting every year. Um, a lot of it is because they have a number of people that are out there voting. And if that fan vote did decide it, then I think, I think Dame got shortchanged here. And uh, I think he should have been a starter this year.
1: So what I I know I know you said maybe we'll get into this Damian Lillard stuff a little bit later. Let, let's get into that, man. What what is what's Damian I mean to me I'm a casual guy, man. I don't know these things. All I see all I hear and see is Damian Lillard on those Gatorade commercials, man. That's all I see. <laughs> okay? But I want to well know deserved. Why, what what is he do? Like what what is he doing that he that makes him uh, be the guy that should have been in the starting lineup here?
2: Well, well first of all, I need to correct you. Uh, the commercials you see him on are the Hulu commercials. Hulu doesn't do live sports; it's a lifestyle, it's right? It's a lifestyle.
0: It, Wait it's it's like a second!
2: Hulu doesn't do the Gatorade commercials. I mean, I'm just saying he's more well known it's for Bolt the Hulu 24. commercials. But, uh, oh, yeah, full uh, it yeah. 24. It's 24.
0: Yeah, full 24. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, AJ sounds like a little R&B star right there. No, but but I mean, let's just be honest. Damian Lillard has been phenomenal. We I've always, I've wanted to talk, everybody talks about Dame time and how clutch he's been, but his, his ability to just get a shot whenever he wants, he has unlimited range. I I mean, you're seeing the clip right now. He's just fine. He he works his feet. He finds open space and he's able to knock down shots from anywhere on the field. I I just feel like Damian Lillard is one of those guys. He's always going to be kind of underrated. And I know, know people think he's good and they see him as a top point guard in the league. But I feel like he's always shortchanged. He plays in Portland. it's on the West Coast. A lot of his games are played at, you know, 10 p.m. your time. So I doubt you've ever even seen him play, Vinny. No,
1: no. Uh, there's not a lot of basketball players I have seen. To be honest, if I go back (laughs) to this list here, I'm going to be completely honest. And I can tell you that I've only seen two of these people, three of these people, actually, I'll say four of these players.
2: Uh, uh, you know what? I,
1: live. I have seen a total of five of these players actually watching a live game. I have seen five of these players play. So
2: I just feel like this to me is this is MVP talk, Damian Lillard. I feel like he needs to be right in the thick of the MVP conversation. And a lot of times we bring up MVPs and we talk about guys that are number one, two seeds in the Western Conference. You got the LeBron James who can win it every year. But Damian, what Damian Lillard is doing with that team, it, it's, it's unreal to me. He's a, he's a top five seed in the West, which we all have lauded that the Western Conference is so much deeper than the Eastern Conference. He's averaging 31-4-8 and eight after losing C.J. McCollum and uh, Yusuf Nurkic, which are his two next biggest threats. He's the only player in the league being the top five seed and averaged more than 20 points a game with no other score on the team averaging 20 points a game. There's nobody else they have an old carmelo anthony who comes in every once in a while he gets hot hey i love carmelo wait I he it. i that was that more that
1: was more of a look like wait a second mello's still in the league and mello's not oh. uh, is on 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 the the
2: trailblazers wait a second yes absolutely and, M- and mello's i mean he's a he's a pivotal piece for them he he comes mm-hmm. in and he does what he does but let's be honest he's not the mello of old and and so damien's name's out there like i don't want to say by himself but what he's doing, it's just unreal. He's averaging nearly 30 points a game, seven assists, four rebounds. He's shooting 45% from the field. But we all praise him about his clutch time basket. So I want to throw this little stat out here, and it's kind of a two-fold stat. Since 2012, Damian Lillard has 25 made clutch shots. They call it clutch shots. Within the last 20 seconds to either put this his team ahead or, or, tie, or tie the game up. 20 seconds, 25. The next closest, Russell Westbrook, which is 20. And you know, I know there's a lot of Russell Westbrook haters out there, so I had to get that in there. But and
0: great. then nobody
2: else is really even close. And and it just goes to show you that he doesn't shy away from the moment. He signed a long term deal in Portland. I just think we need to give this man a lot more credit than he's than he's deserving right now. He has to be top two or three in, in MVP voting, right behind LeBron, Joel Embiid, and and possibly uh, Nikolai Jokic. But uh right now with Portland playing the way they are, winning four straight, um, Dame's right up there.
1: See, to me, that is something like uh, I always preach this and like in every other sport. It's like if you take this player, insert player name here, if you take this player and take him off of this team, how good is this team? And to me, that's what that's what Damian Lillard is from my little knowledge that I have. That seems like what he is like based off of what you just said. If they didn't have Damian Lillard, where would they be?
0: In the lottery, very far exactly, very, very far away. So,
1: so that to me is the screams MVP. AJ, do you have a if you were if the season ended today, is Damian Lillard your MVP?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, he loved Damian Lillard, one of my favorite players, and he's absolutely right. Everything he said about Damian Lillard, he's been snubbed and pushed aside way too often he does not get enough appreciation he's in the top three of the conversation for me if it ended today if it ended today I like where Damian Lillard is sitting but I I, right now for me I have to go with Steph Curry I, I am really really enjoying what Stephen Curry is doing and a couple things here accidentally I have watched a lot of Warriors basketball this season accidentally like I was never I never jumped the Warriors bandwagon I'm not that type of dude like I love the sport for what it is but Uh, their, their games just keep coming on and I just keep watching them. So, and they have been, this is maybe one of the hardest fighting teams I've seen all season. Every single time you think this team is out from double digits, they come back and find a way. And more often than not, it's on the back of Stephen Curry. Last night, it wasn't. Last night, they didn't have Draymond Green. They're playing the Miami Heat. They didn't have Draymond Green. They don't have a center right now. Both Kevin Looney and James Wiseman are both hurt. So they're playing the small ball. And we remember how that worked out for the Rockets. We know they don't have Clay Thompson. Steph Curry last night was shooting five. He shot five for 20 from three. That doesn't happen to one of the greatest shooters of all time. But those five, four of them came in the fourth quarter in overtime. Three of them came in the clutchest moments of the game not to mention the one that put the dagger in the heart, a beautiful two-time step back over some great defense by Kendrick Nunn. And to this day, we've seen Steph do some amazing things shooting that ball. But to this day, when he makes a shot like that, even I, like, sat back in my chair and was just, take, was just blown away by the amazingness and the ability that this guy has. I, I said this in the beginning of the season. A lot of people didn't even have this Warriors team making the, the playoffs. I thought they were going to be at least a five seed. And the way they're playing now and what they're doing without the heart and soul of their team and the Draymond Green, what 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 they're doing without big men like Kevin Looney and James Wiseman, this team is only going to continue to get better. And if they fight the way they were fighting last night against the Miami Heat, the way they fought against the Clippers a couple weeks ago, this team is going to be in the thick of it and a, a decent run into the playoffs. So with Steph Curry doing that, second leading scorer in the NBA, right now for me, he's, he's my MVP right now. You should even look at his last 10 games. She look at his last ten games. Let me tell you this real quick, and I'm gonna stop. Thirty four point five points a game in the last ten games. Fifty eight percent from the field in the last ten games. Fifty one percent from three in the last ten games. He's had two games where he's made ten plus three pointers in the last month. Hey, AJ, for, he's having fun playing ball, man. Hey, AJ, and that's a big part of it.
1: Remember, remember our pre-show meeting where I was like, "Hey, do you have any graphics that you want me to make for uh, Steph Curry?" There, that would have been. A great one, a great one to pull up there. That one would have been nice.
0: So you, so you didn't make that graphic? No, I didn't make that graphic. Oh, okay. Well, here we couldn't I hear him. Want... We could,
2: we couldn't hear him through his microphone. Oh uh, yeah,
1: uh, his little smoker's lungs, light microphone over there. I, I do have to I, correct
2: you, AJ. Um, you said Steph Curry. Ooh, I'm gonna myself. One of one of the greatest shooters. Ever. You messed that up. Steph Curry is coming. the greatest shooter ever. I knew that was It's, not, it's not one of. He is the greatest shooter ever. So, I mean, let's just make throw that out there because there's some Steph Curry haters out there too. There's to me, there's no debate. That dude can shoot the lights out of the ball, and I don't think there's anyone that's touching him. Ray Allen, no. Reggie Miller's, and not, I don't, none of them are touching Steph Curry. So, so he's, here's he's here's, been unreal.
0: Here's my thing with this: Steph Curry is amazing, one of the greatest shooters of all time. Oh, and the reason I say that. And and I've had this debate and people, people go at me for it. I understand. And, 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 and it is a choice of words to me. I take clay Thompson as one of, as like the purest shooter I've ever seen. What Steph Curry does. Steph Curry dabbles in the amazing. Steph Curry will hit you. He'll take the, he'll take the dribble. He'll shoot off the dribble. He'll shoot from 40. He'll hit a fade in your face. He'll double step back. He dabbles in the amazing what he does when he shoots is amazing. However, I can't remember a time where I've looked at Klay Thompson, released that shot no matter how quick it is, no matter who's in his way, and I haven't thought it was going in. I am more, I am more sure that Klay Thompson's shot will go in than I am when Steph does all of these movements and dribb- and shots off the dribble. When, Steph goes, when Steph's shot goes in, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, my God, how did he do that? Every time I ask that question, it's how did he do that? When Clay Thompson shoots, I know exactly how he did it. He's stuck to form since he was two years old. That's what I was going to say.
2: That's what I was going to say. Of course, you think Clay's is going in because Clay has, if you were to build a basketball player, say, learn how to shoot perfectly, that's Clay Thompson's shot. Mm-hmm. So his, his shot always looks like it's going in. Mm-hmm. But I know. I, I know. Clay, I have Clay as number two, so it's not. It's hard to debate. Right. It's hard to right. really argue with your with your thought process. Clay is definitely an amazing shooter. He's my number two shooter of all time, and that's why I use
0: the word purist. Because, hairs. Right? Because people they oh they want to condemn me because I even thought that Clay Thompson's that good. Oh, and be yeah. honest, he is that good. So that's why I try to use the word purist because again, I I don't think I don't think Steph Clay could shoot the way Steph does, especially off the dribble the way we, he moves. But I, I mean, I know Steph made 105. I bet I think Clay could do 105 too, like without question. I think he could. So I mean, the
2: man dropped 38 and a quarter. So I, I, I don't, I, I don't doubt that he can, <laughs> he can do that as well. 14 um, yeah, threes it, in a game. It, it, it is hard to argue with that MVP talk of, of Steph and what he's doing this year, um, especially with the slow start of Ubre and now he's starting to yeah. he's starting to pick it up a little bit. And Wiggins has been playing really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Warriors just, I mean. They don't have much. I mean, when you look at it from star power, they they don't have a lot. It's it's Steph and it's a bunch of guys, right? That everybody's kind of like they've been on a few teams. Um, it, it's a tough MVP race right now, but we're only thirty games in, so you know the second half of the season is going to tell a lot. Um, it, it might boil down to to a point guard race. It might boil down to a Dame Dollar versus uh, Steph Curry, and that that'll be that'll be fun to watch.
0: Do do you think do you think Luca gets back in it?
2: Uh, I, he's playing a lot better, and he hasn't shot the ball well the first half of the season. Right. Um. He. He. You know. It's that. It's that usage thing. It's the same thing with you know Dame and Steph guys like that. They're the balls in their hands so much they're able to produce and and what Luca is capable of. And I'm going to get into Luca later as well. Um. He is always in the conversation in my opinion, even at the young age of 21 or whatever he is. Uh. That that guy's special. Um, I I don't think he's out of it yet. I think the person that will fade will be Joel Embiid, actually. And I think a lot of it will have to do with health concerns over the course of the year. Um, Ben Simmons has been picking it up offensively. I think Joel Embiid will fade. LeBron is going to be LeBron, and then you'll have the Dame, the Luka, and the Damian Lillard right there.
1: Didn't mention Steph Curry's name there, though.
2: Um I mean, Steph. Did I, I
1: didn't yeah. say Steph.
0: And he, said he, didn't. He, said, he said Dame twice, and I was like, wait.
2: Oh, a I said Damon. I yeah. said Lily. Yeah. That's
0: what I meant. <laughs> Steph. And, and I got Dame. you. I'm with you. I'm with AJ,
1: you. AJ, AJ, you seem to be getting heat here from your boy. You seem, to be, yeah. getting, you seem to be getting some heat here from your boy, yeah. but, hey, but hey, it's okay. You'll have time to make up for it later, okay? In the it's final cool. countdown. It's cool. But I just want to I just want everyone know coming up in a little bit, you guys mentioned playoffs, talk about playoff later on in the season. We're going to dive into some playoff teams later and kind of analyze what those teams have and what they need to do moving forward. But there is something, though, that I really wanted to talk to you guys about that you kind of brought up and it made me think about it even more. You guys talk about like the futures of the game and the few and and these guys are the futures of the game. I as a casual guy here, I want to know who's who's the future of of uh, who's the future LeBron James of the NBA. That might just sound like a the most casual type of question that someone could ask, but I really want to know, Aaron, who is the who's the future of this game? Who's the future LeBron James of the NBA?
2: Um, well, that's easy, nobody. Okay. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, 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 I mean, that, that, let's just be honest. We had Jordan. Jordan did it his way. LeBron has taken. To a different level, um, if you want to compare, it, like who is that next guy that's going to be the face of the league? And I think that's what everybody kind of wants to know: is who's that next guy that's going to take over LeBron's place as the face of the league? Um, I think a lot of people are on the Zion Williamson bandwagon, and I mean, rightfully so. The the man has been outstanding. Zion Williamson has been unbelievable over his first fifty games. Um, I think we had a stat up there: like he's one of the the he's the youngest guy. Or the only player to average 23 points a game, averaging 60% um, from the field in his first 50 games, he trails only Jordan and Shaq for most points through his first, or through his first 50 games, and he, and he looks like a stud, right? But I, I'm going to take this a different way. I think I think Zion is great. I think Zion, and I think Giannis, and I know they're not <laughs> built the same, but it's a guy who's who scores at the basket a lot, not known for an outside jump shot. Um, he gets all of his points in the paint usually, uh, rebounds well, physical guy. Um, I think it's hard for those guys to be the face of the league in 2020, 2021. I, I just don't see it. I think it's a guard-driven league. Um, I, I mentioned him earlier. I think the face of the NBA for the next 10, 15 years is Luka Doncic. I think yeah. he is he is your prototypical player that you want now. He passes, rebounds, dribbles. He plays guard. He has the personality of a guy that, you know, people gravitate towards. He's a leader. He's young. I mean, there's nothing the guy can't do except for maybe play a little defense, uh, which we all know all know in the NBA is lacking anyways. But um, even then, when he wants to, when he actually wants to defend and tries to defend, he's not terrible at it. So I think Luka is the, the guy that I'm going to be looking for over the next 10 years to be the next quote-unquote LeBron James. And I say that kind of with a grain of salt because it's going to be so hard to eat. To reach that peak, right
1: I think I think it's a uh, what you just said though is a good thing, and that that, that kind of draws me into the NBA a little bit more because you didn't have a specific player that you went to as the next LeBron James the parody in the league that is something that to me has as a casual guy it seems like the league has lacked. It seems like it's, it's always the same type of guys over and over and over again, the same teams over and over again. And the fact that you couldn't pinpoint one or two guys that are spe- are going to be like that next LeBron James is great to me. AJ, are you – what do you think about that? What do you think about the parody of the NBA?
0: No, I love it, man, because that that was the thing. Everyone's been trying to peak the next Jordan, and then LeBron came along. Everyone tried to peak the next LeBron, and you know he's been at it for so long. But – when you really look at the landscape of the NBA right now, there, there hasn't really been a next. They're trying to make Zion that guy. And I'll say this. I think Zion will be the next LeBron, as in that big bruiser. If he learns to run the way LeBron did, take the ball downhill and body through everybody, he's a big bruiser at 6'6", six, six, playing power forward and, and center. When it comes to Luca, I think he's more of the Kobe, you know? Uh he has to learn to get that that killer instinct, that killer mentality part of it, which you, you can see in splashes at near the end of the game, but his his play style is more like a Kobe. But there are so many different players. I like the way this is going. I would rather have who's the best of the best in the next 10 years than to just have a one guy who's the face of the league. Giannis would be my closest thing as of thinking of a player that you want to take down. But I can name, I mean Ja Morant's gonna be fantastic. Trey Young is fantastic right now. He just dropped forty the other night. Um, Luka Doncic, of course. Nikola Jokic still kind of young. I mean, he's not—he's not as young as some of these other guys. But AD just won his first championship, and—and and I bring this up when we talked about football the other day. Modern medicine and the way it is now, the way these guys take care of these body, thirty-six isn't the new fifty in the NBA. I mean, you could thirty-six is more like hitting thirty now. For a lot of these guys, especially if they really focus on taking care of the body, which a lot of them do. So there's so many names that you can really Jason Tatum from the Celtics. Jalen Brown is coming up and being a big guy. Devin Booker is learning from Chris Paul now, and he's been a stud for years already. So I love where the landscape is going, where you can turn on a game anywhere and you will be you will be entertained. See, that that draws me. That really gets me because one of the bi- – that's
1: what I'm saying. The biggest thing that I have had a, a problem with the NBA in the past is the fact that it's the same guys, the same teams over and over again. But if the parity of the league is changing and it's becoming more of a, a – many of different guys, I'm all bored on that. AJ, uh, Aaron, you brought up earlier, though, Joel Embiid. And he's obviously an all-star this year. He's a starter, but it's a fan vote. And I don't put too much stock in, like, who's a starter if it's, it's all by fan vote. I'll Give him credit. I give him credit, but something to me that has stood out this season from what I have seen and heard is the 76ers and Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, for that matter. The The game seems like it's changed for them than what is in the past. What have you seen in the 76ers this season that's different than last season?
2: Doc Rivers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that I, I believe it. I believe it's very simple, and I know Doc Rivers got a lot of flack because he wasn't able to win with the Clippers, wasn't it? You know, he, he never got him over the hump, right, when it was Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan or when it was Kawhi and Paul George. I know he never got him over the hump to win a title, but he took a franchise that was for a lot of years, and he made him relevant. And then you watched Brett Brown in Philadelphia last year, <clears throat> and you're hearing rumblings from Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and they can't play together, and they're going to have to trade one of the stars and then all of a sudden, Doc Rivers comes. And now when you watch Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play together, it's like, this works. I mean, you have a guard, you have a big man, and it works. And I, I just think it's simple as that. They defend well. I think Ben Simmons is one of the most elite perimeter defenders I've seen in a really long time. Uh, he's long. He's athletic. If he could ever learn how to shoot a jump shot, <laughs> um, he, he would be right in that conversation with the next LeBron. Like, that's how talented and good he is. Um but yeah, I think it's the simplest coaching. I think they're defending. They're they're playing well and, and an unsung hero, uh, which a lot of people were were upset that he got paid was Tobias Harris um getting that money. But Tobias Harris is a baller, man. That dude can play the game of basketball. Uh he's showing why they paid him the way they did. And I, I think I think Doc Rivers has them playing well, and as long as they can stay healthy, I think that's that's a key for them. Uh they're gonna be right there in the Eastern Conference and, and gonna cause some teams some trouble. Remember, we were uh, one or two shots away from the Sixers, maybe making that run that Toronto made, right when Kawhi Leonard hit yeah. that that jump shot over them in the corner, and like just <laughs> took yeah, it, it just took their soul, right? Like so, um, that that we're just we were just a few games away from maybe that being the Sixers. So I think they still have a lot of a lot of good pieces there, and uh, Doc Rivers just putting it all together.
1: It, it's it's it's. That's, I feel like one of the things that like can go in any sport. Like a good coach can really just change the outlook of a team. Like just, we saw it in the, in, in the NFL playoffs. Like one of the things that we talked about so much is the coaching matchups and who has the coaching advantage. And, and it's the same in the NBA, I feel like. And, and Doc Rivers with his experience. And like Dante says here in the comments, it's uh, the respect of your coach and, and, buying into a system is what i feel like i have at least seen from the 76ers from this year to last year. Now, AJ, there's a, one other topic that i wanted to get into before we talk about some playoff teams and it is the Los Angeles Lakers and the injury to Anthony Davis. The team right now is doing very well without Anthony Davis. And i don't i to me from from my outside point of view looking in, it looks like they're good with Anthony Davis. They're good without Anthony Davis. How much is Anthony Davis a factor for this Lakers? And are they going to be an even better team when he comes back? Or is there going to be some, some shuffling along that they're going to have to do to figure it, him back out?
0: Anthony Davis is a key cog in this Los Angeles Lakers franchise. Anthony Davis is a bona fide superstar. The game of basketball flows throughout his blood. It's in his veins. It's in his genes. It's what he does. Honestly, the injury to Anthony Davis sucks, but for the Los Angeles Lakers, the timing couldn't be better. You know, if he has to miss a month right now, let, let some of these guys come in and, and learn to gel and get this chemistry together with LeBron and with these, with these other key cogs, the Alex Caruso's the, the Dennis Schroeders and the Montrez uh, Kyle Kuzma, let these guys get all that playing time and let, Ad get completely healthy. This team is going to win with and without Ad in the regular season because of LeBron James. Once it comes to the playoffs, we have to have, and by we I mean the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not a Lakers fan. <laughs> so the, the NBA <laughs> fandom. We have to have a fully healthy Anthony Davis to to get everything we want out of the Lakers and out of what should be the NBA Finals. So, so go ahead, go ahead.
1: So, so Aaron, is there obviously? Casual guy here. Depth is, is a big thing in, in other sports. And and you saw it in the in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs did not win that Super Bowl because they did not have any good offensive line depth. Same thing for hockey. You need four lines just buzzing. You need full depth to be able to win a Stanley Cup. Is it the same in in, in the NBA where it's not just the guys like, like LeBron and AD? You need to have that the depth to be able to push yourself to a championship.
2: Role players and depth is really, really important in the NBA. If you, if you even go back, we talk, I mean, the stars get all the hype, right? The stars get all the, the shine when they, when they win a title, the Lakers last year, you might get all the hype because Anthony Davis and LeBron play, but if it's not for those bench players and those role players stepping up when it matters, you're not going to win. And I mean, we talk about, we've talked about this for years. That's why home court advantage was always so big in the NBA because role players usually shoot the ball better at home. They're usually more hyped up at home and then they go on the road and they struggle that's why teams would go for these records that were in the sixty and seventy wins because they wanted to be at home. It's not; it doesn't change now. The fact that you have eight guys you can come off the bench with versus only one guy off the bench or six guys um, playing on the court, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big deal. So all this experience that these guys filling in for Anthony Davis get during the regular season will help prepare them for the playoffs. And I know it's not the same atmosphere, but you have LeBron James leading you. You have you know what he expects, and then when you get to the playoffs, you like. I've been here before. I I can make this shot, right. you know, LeBron's going to yell at me if I don't take this corner three when I'm wide open. And I think that's the difference. I think these teams with with veteran leadership are able to get these young guys minutes, or and these coaches get them minutes early in the season. Let's be honest: five and one without Anthony Davis doesn't mean anything. It just means the Lakers played six games and they won five. I think I
1: think it does. I think it does mean something, but not in the sense of a bad thing for Anthony Davis, though. I think it's no, no. That's what I mean. Yeah, I I think I think it means a lot that they're five and one without him because like you, like AJ mentioned before, you're getting all of these young bodies in right now and getting them that experience and and that's why I asked that question about depth because in the playoffs if if someone goes down, you now can rely on guys who have the that experience. Obviously, it's different in the playoffs, but you now can rely on those guys that have that experience to be able to to push themselves forward. And I I guess we'll get into the, the playoff talk now. I have to go into the Brooklyn Nets and something that, that that has been kind of alarming to me and you mentioned it earlier the fact that some a big problem in the NBA right now is the lack of defense do you need to have defense to win a championship in the NBA or can the Nets AJ do this without the defense winning games by getting 125 points put up on you and you win 129 to 125.
0: <laughs> you can you get you can get away with uh not having defense in the regular season but come playoff time, it's a whole different animal. And that's why I have the Nets possibly getting to the finals, but I don't think they can win it. And I also think they would have to have some spectacular showings in the playoffs to get to the finals. You know, because a team like uh, Joel and uh, Joel Bahidi in the 76ers, they're going to play defense down low. And I'll tell you this DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan has not been playing defense like a top notch center. The reason they got a big body like DeAndre uh, Jordan was to play big minutes and play a hard ball on the defense. And they're not going to get that out of him. Everybody everybody has come in. Hassan Whiteside came in and put up 25, 10, and five blocks on Brooklyn Nets and DeAndre Jordan down there. Centers are able to eat down there. They have to find out how they can get some size. I like the move in getting Andre Robeson. He's a great wing defender. They're taking steps to address this defense, but I don't know how far it's going to take them. I do not think you will win many playoff games without being able to put defense together, and I definitely don't think you will beat a LeBron James and an Anthony Davis if you don't have AD or if you don't have any defense because you can put KD on LeBron, is DeAndre Jordan going to be able to stop AD? It's not looking that way right now. Not many people can stop AD anyways. So they're putting up 120. I guarantee you LeBron and AD and Kyle Kuzma, who's been looking really good, and the, there's ro- their role players, by the way, they went and signed the number one and number two uh, runner-ups for six-man of the year last year and put them on their squad as well. So I don't, I don't see them winning a finals unless they can find some defensive help that will really stand the test of the playoff run.
2: Yeah, just to to piggyback off of A.J., I I have a little bit of a different take. I think you talked about their offensive firepower. We probably haven't seen a team with this much offensive firepower since the Warriors, um, you know, Clay, Kevin Durant, and Steph, right? So I think that offensively, they can score at will. I think what it's going to come down to is defense when it matters. You can go through even a playoff game. You can go through a playoff game and You know, you can get away with lazy or lackadaisical defense throughout the game. Mm -hmm. But getting stops in the clutch moments is what Brooklyn is going to have to do. And I think because they're not a very good defensive team, and I don't think they're going to all of a sudden magically turn into some great defensive team. They're going to have to get stops when it matters most. And if they can do that, then I think they have a chance. But I think that's going to be the key. It's getting those stops when it matters. Fourth quarter, under five minutes, and they're holding a five-point lead. And they have to get a stop or they're down by two and they need a stop. That's, that's going to be the the deciding factor, but you can't win a championship without defense at at some point you have to play defense. I've never seen a team do it. Even the Mm -hmm. warriors, when they were, you know, 73 wins or, you know, running through the league, they were one of the best defensive teams in the league. And a lot of that, a lot of that has to was created from their offense. They spaced the floor, they made shots, they were able to get back. So that some of that can be helped by your offense but you have to get stopped when it matters most. Um, The Nets are, the Nets have the names, right? They have those big three. You know, they can all drop 30 at any time, which is going to help, especially when we get to the playoffs and you need ISO ball or a guy to get you a shot because the defense is really good in the league. You have three guys that can go get you a shot. It's going to help. But at some point in time, they are going to have to guard somebody. They are going to have to rebound. And if they then they will get beat by a team like the Sixers or the Lakers in the finals or the Clippers or whoever else um, you know, that might be there.
1: Yeah, and and, and who else that, that that that's a great great transition. Who else is going to be there? Who else I mean obviously there's the big name teams out there. There's the there's the Warriors, there's the Nets, those guys are all there. The Lakers are obviously gonna be there. Aaron, I, I hate to send it back to you here, but I'm going to. Who well, is I'm who, yeah, who's who who is another team to be that could be the real deal in the playoffs that could compete with a team like the Brooklyn Nets?
2: I am a big believer in the NBA that stars win championships. I I'm one of the guys like if you don't have a star, you can't win. That's how I've always felt. I think this year is a little bit different. And I know people are gonna jump on me because it's the regular season, but I think the Utah Jazz are for <laughs> real. And I think they are for real for a number of reasons. Because number one, they are an elite defensive team. And I mean elite. And whatever Quinn Snyder is doing down there to those Utah boys, it's starting to look like, you know, the 90s again with Stockton and Malone. But what they're, they're playing like I didn't expect them to play. And I think they're a little bit more talented and deep than people originally thought. Mike Conley, I mean, I mean he's been out the last couple of games, but um, for, he's been relatively healthy, which he's a veteran leader. He had them, you know, he had Memphis Grizzlies to the playoffs every year. They've won 20 of their last 21 games. And I don't care if it's the regular season or the postseason, 20 out of 21 is really good. Um, Then you get guys with the sixth man of the year right now to me, hands down, is Jordan Clarkson. Mm -hmm. He is a walking, talking bucket. He gets scored whenever he wants. Uh, He was the first player to score 40 points off the bench in less than 30 minutes uh, since 1991, which is crazy, right? Dropping 40 in less than 30 minutes from a reserve player. Usually you find those guys are your stars. So he's sixth man of the year. And then another underrated player in Joe Ingles, who is, again, this kind of awkward lefty, just like, or he's just like, I don't know. I can't even, if I saw him, I wouldn't think he played basketball. I'm just going to be honest. But he is, he's so underrated. He's an underrated passer. He's seventh all time in Utah Jazz history in assists. Who would have thought, right? With guys <laughs> like John Stockton. and he, Like, it's just weird. And then we talk about playoff time, and one thing I'm big in the playoffs is who can go get you a bucket when you need it most? Donovan Mitchell. He's starting to come out. He's starting to be that superstar caliber player, similar to what Jimmy Butler did last year. They are a team that they're unselfish. Any given night, it could be somebody else as a a star. And then they got the defense in the middle with Rudy Gobert, who's been a multiple-time defensive player of the year. I, I legit think Utah is a legit contender and can compete in the Western Conference. Is it going to be tough? Yes. Uh, Did they blow a lead last year against the Denver Nuggets? Yes, but they were up three, one. They easily could have won that series. They could have been the one playing the Clippers. And we all know what the Clippers were doing. Um, And who knows what what would happen against the Lakers. So I I just think they're, they're being a little bit discredited by some, by some people, because they're the Utah Jazz. They don't have a LeBron, an AD or some superstar. Um, I think, I think, Outside of the top teams, I think Utah, I mean, I know they're number one in the West, but the top teams being talked about, I think Utah Jazz are a legit contender, and I have them in the Western Conference Finals right now.
0: Did I, did I send you my notes on Utah? <laughs> no, I've been
2: was... wanting to talk about them, man, because look, me and my boy got into it. I, I've been wanting to talk about them for a while because they're like, oh, he's, they're built for the regular season. I'm like, whatever you say, man, whatever you say.
0: I'm listening to you go, and like I honestly could have just checked off every single thing you said down a list on everything I was going to talk about if we got to the Utah Jazz, because <laughs> uh, you're spot on. And that 20 and one, the bet, the last time that stretch happened was in 1997 with Stockton Malone. You might remember them from the guys who were in the finals with the M- with uh, Michael Jordan and the iconic last memories of that uh, ridiculous dynasty that was the Chicago Bulls. Rudy Gobert. Is, has entered at the very low level, but has entered the MVP race. People are talking about him as an MVP candidate right now, just because of what he's been doing down low, the way he's been bodying people, the way he's been setting setting people aside. I'm not there yet. I'm I'm very happy that he's come along, but people are talking about him in this way. And Donovan Mitchell does it, January 21st, January 21st. Let me get this out real quick. Shaq Shaquille O'Neal said to Donovan Mitchell to his face that I don't think you have what it takes to get to the next level of superstardom. Since that moment, he's played 12 games in the last 10. He's averaged 25.6 and shooting. I think it was 48% from the field. He's upped his assist per game. He's looking for players. He's trying to make sure everyone stays involved, make sure everyone stays hot because this is a team. I said it to somebody that last game seven, that last moment when he had the light shining, Game-winning opportunity. He turned the ball over, and they came back down the court and didn't get him the ball, and he laid there on the floor. That forever changed his life. I, th- this team is legit, and, and I can I easily see a Western Conference Finals run. I'm, I'm tuning into every single Utah Jazz playoff game this season because <laughs> is, they are going to be spectacular. I hope they go up against Damian and Portland just because, oh, my gosh, talk about the fireworks. Is is, no, is, is this a
1: concern, though, a- a- Aaron? Is this a concern of Don, Donovan Mitchell's and his defense?
2: No, I, I mean this. This is what happens when you get superstars that maybe aren't the best defenders. That's what you build a team around them for. They are a great team defensive or defensive team. They don't need to play. He doesn't have to be this individual lockdown defender. When you play that good a team defense, and you have a rim protector like Rudy Gobert,
0: right. not to
2: mention you got a veteran like Favors off the bench. I mean, you get these. You get these guys that their Their entire team plays defense, and we didn't even mention Bogdanovich. like the dude yeah. can the Duke can score at will. He's a big body, like, I just think they have everything. They are top five in offense and defense for a reason. Quinn Snyder is looking like Coach of the year. It's I don't know where there's a weakness there. The, the weakness they have is people are going to say is ah, oh, they don't have a superstar that can take over in in the in the playoffs. and I and I think we saw Donovan Mitchell do that last year in the bubble. With him and Jamal Burney going back right. and forth. And Jamal Murray just happened to get the better the better of him that you know that series. But he can score when he has to. I don't think the defense is an issue when you have a, a team that plays that good a defense. Uh I, I don't know what else to say. I think they're legit.
0: And and people and people say like they don't have a superstar as if we don't watch superstars transform in our in front of our eyes you know we knew jason tatum was going to be great we watched him transform into a superstar in front of our eyes i think you'll see the same with zion williamson we knew we knew luke would be great we've watched him transform into a superstar so if if you think donovan mitchell has hit a, a peak you're absolutely wrong he's got so much game left that is untapped and he will be a bona fide superstar in this league
1: And and, and you talk about defense, the Jazz are actually one of the better defending teams in the NBA right now. Third least amount of points allowed on average, I should say, in the league. First is obviously the Knicks, but I digress. Uh, oh let's go God. over to the Eastern. He just had to
2: get that. He just wanted to get that in there. I do.
1: I do because we're rolling tonight, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'll try to leave the Knicks out of it as much as, can- as we can. <laughs> we're talking about real teams, so I'm just going to – I'll save the Knicks thing for the final countdown maybe. But let's go over to the Eastern Conference though. Let's bring up the Milwaukee Bucks. I feel like you can't talk about the Eastern Conference without talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. And it, I am concerned because I heard something today that – really just kind of got me thinking about the Milwaukee Bucks and if they can do it if they can get over the hump obviously the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets are a very very good team and they're the favorite in the east the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo whatever his last name may be
0: Antetokounmpo
1: there was something I heard today on the radio that he signed his contract extension on the 31st day for like six days before his con- like he would have became a free agent. Like, it took him a very long time to sign a very massive contract. Like, if you're getting that like kind of offer to you you, you, you sign that pretty quickly most of the time. But if you're concerned with the team that you are signing with, that would be why you're taking your time. AJ, do the Milwaukee Bucks have what it takes? Do they have what it takes to beat a Brooklyn Nets team?
0: No, I, they do not. They don't have enough. Um, this team was really, was really nice. I think first in, first in the East of the last two years in a row, and they've kind of slumped a little bit, you know, uh, Eric Bledsoe, I thought would be a lot better and he's not been bad, but he hasn't been the difference maker that they, that they were looking for when they gave away and swapped in for Drew Holiday, uh, Giannis, Giannis did not, he hasn't worked on a shot. I was really hoping that would happen. I would love to have seen his three point percentage rise a little bit. I'd love to see him step back and make these teams have to respect him. But when you have a player that you can take out of a game, for instance, with Giannis, when it takes time and you just build a wall and now he has to go through you because he's not pulling up, that's going to be an issue for you. Brooke Lopez, the shooter he's become, he's now taking away his under-the-basket game, which is okay because you have Giannis, but you 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 need another big to help out with this defensive side of the ball, and that's something they've been lacking in as a Milwaukee Bucks team. When it comes to playing the Brooklyn Nets, I really like what Aaron said earlier. You're going to play offense for three and a half quarters. And then the last six, seven minutes, your defense is on point. And I don't think that the Milwaukee Bucks will be able to match the offensive prowess of the Brooklyn Nets for three and a half quarters.
1: I I got it. So that brings me another question before we round out the show tonight. You see in the NBA all the time, like stars wanting to join other stars, Aaron, is Milwaukee one of those places that stars are going to want to join? Not just because, I mean, obviously not many people want to go play in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I mean, that's just, just not, that's not a, that's not a hotbed for, for superstars to go to, but is, is Milwaukee, is the Milwaukee Bucks, the team though, to, to bring in the stars? Cause I mean, it doesn't seem that hard to like, on the surface, it looks like, okay, all the stars are joining all the other stars. And if you're a star, other stars are going to want to join you and make a super team.
2: Giannis is a star. Why don't people want to go play with him? I don't know that we we really have a true indication that people don't want to play with him. I mean, I mean, to your point, when he was signed his contract, he was looking for Milwaukee to say, hey, we're going to go out and get you the pieces you need to get over the top. And I think they wanted to take steps and do that, and I think they started to do that. I'm a believer. Drew Holiday's a, a, a star in the NBA. I think he's an elite defender. I think he's a playmaker, and he can get his own shot. He hasn't really lived up to that quite yet. But
0: Holiday or Bledsoe? That's who's on the Bucks. No, they Holiday got Bledsoe.
2: They traded I Bledsoe. It. I to said get... it
0: backwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes okay.
2: Yeah. So you. they traded right. to get Drew Bledsoe, or they, yeah, they, they traded <laughs> Bledsoe to get Drew Holiday. And you know what's crazy is I've always got those two mixed up since they've been in the league, so it's They're like the same
0: player to me, man. (laughs)
1: Is it like the Spider-Man meme where it's just like the two Spider-Mans are pointing at each other and that's that's – They're
2: very similar. They're both great defenders. Drew Holiday is a little bit more of a playmaker and can score a little bit better and shoot a little bit better than Drew Bledsoe. But the fact of the matter is is they – when they lost – what they lost out on was they changed their identity. And two years ago and then last year when they were the top team in the Eastern Conference – They were an elite defensive team and they're no longer, they were an elite defensive team. They spread the floor. Giannis did his work, kicked it out. They shot the three really well. And that's why they won. Now they're not an elite defensive team. Matter of fact, their defense has, has failed them miserably. And, and the shooting has kind of gone backwards, obviously outside of Chris Middleton, who's, who's an elite shooter as well. Um, I think what Giannis is looking for, he can, he can attain. I don't think it's, Necessarily, he has to have the KD and Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I think he needs another guy who can create shots because he doesn't have that ability to pull up for a jumper mid range or, you know, off the dribble pull up. I think that's what he needs. If you added a superstar that wasn't like an elite level player, I'm trying to think of a guy like off the top of my head. I can't really do it. Um, Like I was hoping, honestly, that they would make a push for like a Devin Booker. Cause I thought like that would be a great fit there, but now he's got his own thing going on in Phoenix or so. Um, but they also, I also think they missed out on Bogdanovich from Sacramento. Um, I thought he would have been a nice piece that they got caught tampering or whatever, ended up not going through. I thought him being there, even though he's hurt now, I thought that would have helped him. Cause he's the kind of a player that is a playmaking guard. He can get his own shot and, and he's, and, he, and he's a, he's a versatile guy. And I thought that would have helped him a lot. You have a guy like Giannis. I, I still think they're going to compete in the Eastern Conference. I don't think there's any teams in the East that are better than them. I look at the Brooklyn Nets. I look at the Seventy Sixers, and then you're going into teams like Miami, Boston, and I think they're right there with all of those guys. So I think they make another trip to the semifinals, and they need they need some they need Giannis to take another step, or they need somebody yep. to step up big time.
0: Yeah, I mean that's they really what they're constructed. down there.
2: Yeah. As constructed, I don't see them getting over the hump right now. But Giannis signed. He's there. So it's going to be yeah. his job and Milwaukee's job to get somebody to come and play with him.
1: I think it's funny. It's like – I, I, like, I feel like it's a Wisconsin thing. I feel like it might – like the Packers are the same – like a similar way. Like I Obviously, from the outside looking in, it's like, okay, the Packers don't do anything. They're a very conservative team in terms of bringing in stars to play with their star that they have. Milwaukee would see it on the surface. I may be wrong because I'm always wrong. Uh, it seems like that is the same type of situation. AJ, any last thoughts, concerns, talking points that you want to hit on before we enter the final countdown?
0: Why, why are we even having the All Star Game this year? Like, I, I get that. I get that. Um, you know, you announce the teams and everything. Sure, I give the honors. Why are we having the actual All Star Game? It's not open to the public. No fans can go. You're taking these players away from their teams in the middle of a pandemic that your league hasn't gotten together yet. You're dropping them all in the same place. Now they have to be back in town. I think three games before their three days before their first game to come together and just hang out alone. If there's no fans, why are we actually having this All Star game? Yeah, that sounds like why a are you myth putting players time? at risk? Like I, I the think business this is a myth. decision. The business decision. The players oh, what, get what, paid. Is the business, business decision. That. What it's money is decision if you decide to bring in five thousand fans or something of you, that nature?
2: You you something. don't think that people are going to watch this on TV?
0: Yeah, but I do. I, I don't. I don't think you it, gain it's enough an from NBA it.
2: business. The, the NBA will get enough revenue from those TV contracts that they, they'll draw enough people in. People will watch it, and it's a it's a business decision. Mm.
0: I'm coming from the people and players' decision. You in the front. I mean,
2: they, get, they they they. I I I don't have much sympathy for for the players not wanting to play in an All Star game. I, I don't. You're paid to play basketball. You
0: have an I'm NBA All Star. You're paid you to play protocol. regular season and playoff games. There is nothing that says if there's an All Star game, not, you have no, to no, play no, in the All Star game. Is the
1: All okay? So is the NBA All those guys team- sit out? Is is the NBA all star game like because the NHL has a problem having getting fans to watch their all star game? The NFL obviously has a problem getting fans to watch their all star game. Is it the same? It's not the same for the
0: NBA, it's not, it's not, and it it got saved because the all star game they put on. The, the the all-star game they put on, I think two years ago, where they uh they brought the kids in and sat them in the front row and said, Hey, West, you're playing for this group of kids. East, you're playing for this group of kids. The winners team gets a hundred thousand dollars to their charity and they played. That was the first all-star game in a long time where it was ridiculously exciting. And uh and and we get to we get to see if they can build on something like that. I hope they do that every single year. So people will watch and, and I understand it, but I, I, I feel like I would have been – you've already condensed the season. You've are, you're already worried about people traveling and catching COVID. You're already worried about them giving it to players and you're shutting down and postponing games. You just had the, you just had the San Antonio Spurs lose an entire week, and now, granted that's based on you know the weather and all the stuff that's going on, but there's so many moving pieces in this season that I, I don't think that should have been a focus, especially how soon they just tried to put it together. You know, like, if this had been something they said, we are going to do this this season back in December when they were talking about getting everything going, fine. But to figure it out, what, two weeks ago now, three weeks ago maybe, Uh that they were actually going to do this and then put it together March 7th and then add the dunk contest in a week ago, like, mm. Yeah, I mean, you you have to have everything that
2: comes with it. You have to have everything that comes with it or or you can't do it at all. The only thing I agree, and I I think they should have, thought about was if you were going to if you were not going to have an all-star game if you chose not to have an all-star game why not take like i'm not for the giving these players a break right now they played 30 games like they should be ready to play half the teams didn't even play in the bubble and the teams that did yeah. aren't even really trying in the regular season half the time anyway so what they should have done is taken all these games that they've had to postpone and just and just scheduled games that weekend and just continue the season on that would have been okay with me if they would have decided to do that but I'm not for just letting these guys get five, six days off for pl- after playing 30 games as professional basketball players.
0: <laughs> uh, they,
2: after most of them have sat out, I mean, half the league wasn't in the bubble. So most of them haven't even yeah. played since last March. And now they get another break. Nah, man. I, I, so that's why I was okay with the All-Star game. If they want to get rid of the All-Star game, then they need to schedule some makeup games during that time. Right. Uh, but we don't need any more breaks from sports. We already have yeah. too many games getting canceled. We need this to continue. We need some nor- normalcy in our lives. And I- and football's over. So what the hell else am I going to watch? Hockey? Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's never any games just, on a, hockey We're just going to go
1: back to basics here. It's just you and I after that comment. I do not appreciate it. Uh, you know, okay, hold on. We'll get into it in the final countdown. If you want to join us for the final countdown, if you're listening to this on the audio portion, we appreciate it, of course. But you are missing so much when you listen to our – when you watch it live live okay you get something <laughs> that don't, that you don't you, you get something on the lives they don't get on the audio you get the final countdown AJ you have any last words for our audio listeners before we get those fingers loaded up?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, follow us at the Rough Cut Sports. <laughs> I even, I, I'm, I mean, kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. I, went the wrong, I went the wrong direction with it. Uh, I do, though. Uh, I am starting a second venture. I am. <laughs> I am branching out and doing a Florida podcast. It's called The Sunshine Slate. It's a Florida man thing. It's a good thing. And, you know, 10 minutes, so you don't have to give up. You can listen to it on your lunch break. I'll break down what's going on in Florida football. I am doing a little bit of hockey. Uh, I, I can't do the baseball. I, I wanted to, but at the moment it came to look up the Rays, I, I just I couldn't do it, bro. I couldn't do it, Aaron. I'm sorry. <laughs> Looks I'm like we sorry. got to go out. Yeah, so, good. you know, a couple of professional teams. I'll definitely talk about uh FSU and UF. And then the end of the episode, I give you some history on Florida Man, what Florida Man did. That date in history, it was a lot of fun. Check it out uh, and hit me up at AJCrazy underscore RC. That's crazy with a K. All right, yeah. Oh, look at this guy. This I
1: I, I guess I guess I got to do the, the the R plugs because you've got a new gig here. So I'm going to take this oh, one. My away. Don't forget to follow us where it matters here at the Rough Cut underscore Sports on Twitter, on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports, and of course on the gram at the Rough Cut Sports Cast on the Instagram. And hey, make sure you leave a like. Make sure you smash that share button, and of course subscribe. We're on YouTube. AJ does a fantastic job at putting our content on youtube and make sure you just tell everybody and of course this show is brought to you by halftime sports collectibles the number one place to get your sports memorabilia be, memorabilia words are hard be, 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 check be, 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 them be, 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 out on facebook looks. instagram and twitter and their website halftimesportscollectibles.com for your boy aj johnson for aaron Ron. <laughs> It's easy (laughs) right now. I'm just going to go with it. You beautiful people in the chat, you stick around because we're going to get into the final countdown. But for you beautiful people on the audio portion.
2: Audio turd nuggets. See you tomorrow for
0: fun and games Friday. Hey.